Elsa, thank you, choir. Today, the sermon is on lament, as Jen said, during the time with our younger disciples and um, what to do when we have these feelings of sadness and despair. But before I read Psalm 42 and move directly into the sermon, I want to pause for just a moment and talk about how faith, which includes prayer, is meant to be transformational, not transactional. So we live in a very transactional economy, right? You go to the store, you buy something, you give them money, you walk out with your items, right? That's a transaction. We have this transactional environment. Perhaps at your business, you provide services for somebody, you send them an invoice, they pay it. It's a transaction. And faith is not meant to be transactional. It's meant to be transformational so that we become more and more the people God wants us to be, more and more full of reflecting the love and grace that we see witnessed in Jesus Christ. And I think prayer is meant to be that way as well. So there is part of prayer that is confessional, no doubt. There's a time of prayer that's the confession. And prayer is much more robust and deeper than limiting it to a confession. I believe if we limit our prayer life to, hey God, this is Jim, forgive me of my sins, thank you, amen, then I'm making it a transactional faith where I'm seeking forgiveness to move on, which is important, but not to be transformed, to be more and more like Jesus, to be changed, to be the person God wants me to be. It's meant to be transformational. And if you think about it, the most known prayer we say as Christians is something from the New Testament called the Lord's Prayer, right? We say it every Sunday. We'll say it after communion today. And that prayer includes a petition for forgiveness, and it includes much more. Lord, you're holy. Thy kingdom come, make heaven much more like earth. Give us our daily bread. Give us what we need. Give us enough food. Give us health insurance. Give us housing. Give us enough to make it. And forgive us of our sins, right? And lead us away from that. And that's why this sermon series is so important, we believe, because our prayer is for all of us, including me, to grow deeper in prayer this Lent by naming, honestly, my thoughts and feelings before God to be transformed. Faith is about transformation. It's much more than a transaction. Then in mind, I will read before you Psalm 42, and I want you to listen to see if you hear the back and forth nature, the back and forth nature of this psalmist. This is a psalter. This is somebody's prayer before God, and this psalm is a window into this person's life, whoever wrote this, and a window into God. But listen to the back and forth nature of this Psalter. You know, I like when things are clean and there's systems that are clean. I like it when I watch a 30-minute show on TV at night, right? And there's a beginning and there's some tension and it's resolved and I go to bed, you know? It's nice and clean. But we know that life is messy. Life can be messy. It's not always 
a 30-minute problem to solution that's not always resolved in our time. Some things just stay messy. And I invite you to hear the back-and-forth nature and the messiness of life the psalmist is teaching us today in Psalm 42. I invite you to hear God's Word. As a deer longs for flowing streams, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me continually, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I went with the throng and led them in procession to the house of God. With loud shouts and songs of thanksgiving, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my help and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of the Hermon from Mount Mazar. Deep calls the deep at the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and your billows have gone over me. By the day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I walk about mournfully because the enemy oppresses me? As with a deadly wound in my body, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me continually, where is your God? Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall praise him again, my help and my God. Church, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, I ask that you hide me behind your cross so that our focus today is on you and not me. And that's your Holy Spirit work in our hearts and minds today so that when we leave worship, what we think and what we say and what we do reflects more of Jesus. Amen. Did you hear the back and forth nature in that Psalter? One thing I love about the Psalms is they're honest. They name honest feelings. They can be messy and they also name God's faithfulness. When I think of honesty, I also go to music. There's probably a lot of music you listen to that has songs of sadness or despair or lament. And my mind, although there's a lot of genres out there, my mind went to country music, right? What's the cliche about country music? It's three chords and the truth. <laughs> they name the truth. If you listen to country music, there'll be honesty all the time. You know, things going well, things going bad, relationships broken, relationships restored, things not great, frustrations, anger, and then maybe resolution at the end of that three minute and 30 second song. One of the, or several polls have the number one country song of all time by George Jones. 
Guess what song it is? He stopped loving me today. Somebody said that. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Right? He stopped loving her today. It's a country song that came out in 1980, and it's a song about somebody whose love left him, but he never stopped loving her. He looked through her letters, you know, all these things. It's a song of sadness, kind of a song of lament. Psalms can name and order the disorderness and messiness of life. We live in a world of deep anxiety. We live in a place where there is goodness and joy and times to celebrate. There's times or seasons when things are hard. There can be despair. There can be loss. There can be grief. There can be loneliness and sadness. And there's times we feel those things as human beings Sometimes because of a decision we made. Sometimes because of a decision somebody else made. Sometimes it just happens. It's nobody's fault. Life happens. That's a famous bumper sticker. Life happens. Things can happen. And sometimes, like, how do we order and name these things that are happening in our prayer life? And I appreciate what Dolores read from Romans, right? That sometimes we need help and sometimes we don't know how to pray is what Paul was saying in Romans and we have the Holy Spirit to help us, which is good news. And we have the Psalms to help us because if you're feeling something you don't know how to name it, don't know how to order your thoughts to God in prayer, then the Psalters help you. The one I read today is a powerful psalm, Psalm 42. It's one that I've used before where I've been in rooms and conversations where I don't have words. I don't have answers. So it's all true about somebody who is going through despair in a hard time. And it's somebody who really looks to God. Did you hear it? Like a deer goes to streams of water for nourishment and substance, I turn to you. You are my substance. I need you. Now we need God for everything, right? We need God for, uh, I was listening to a prayer app. There's a prayer app out there called Pray As You Go, and Pastor Jen, I think, has talked about that some. Pray As You Go, and one of the prayer things this week is this 10-minute Pray As You Go app was about depending on God, and you may think, I don't depend on God, I depend on the grocery store, right, for my food. But it rains somewhere, and that rain somewhere grows something, and that's something that was grown is sometimes harvested, and it shows up nice and neat, right in Harris Teeter. God makes these things happen. This person is so dependent on God for their life and also for their soul. Just like deers are thirsty and they got to have that thirst quenched. My soul longs for you. But something's not going well because the psalmist is no longer feeling this nourishment. The psalmist is feeling abandoned. You know, I'm here and the creeks run dry. There's no water here anymore. What's going on? Sometimes in life, you may run to that spot 
where that creek's run dry. And you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do. How do you order your life of prayer to God? And the psalmist says, look, why is this going on? What is happening? And then in that back and forth nature, we also heard, but you know, but God, God is my rock, right? You heard it. God is, is here. People are taunting me. People are making fun of me. But in the midst of that, I remember the times where I've had joyous worship. I remember the time I was alkalite and led the people in to worship. I remember those times, right? I remember those glad songs. But why is my soul so downcast? The psalmist is being taunted. Now, I don't think people are taunting you. I hope not. But sometimes life can taunt us. Sometimes your foe may not be saying, look at you, but life does. I've been through, ever been through a hard time? You're having a really hard weekend, and you go on social media, and you see somebody living their best life, right? Their life is perfect. Facebook's a great place to impersonate what life is like. Right? It's like the Norman Rockwell now, portraits. Things are great. And we can feel like, why can't I have that life? You know, why can't I have that trip? Why can't I have that health? Why can't I have that relationship? Why can't I have that job? Life can kind of taunt us sometimes too. And so the psalmist names that, but also names, I remember those worship times. I remember feeling God's presence. And then gives the psalmist a pep talk. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him. And it goes back again. Why are you downcast within me? And then it talks about this writer was in northern Israel at the mouth of the Jordan, more than likely. And there's this famous line, deep calls the deep, and the thunder of your cataracts. All your waves and billows roll over me. So at the same time, the psalmist is feeling just a wash in despair. And by the Holy Spirit, God being this buoy to help the psalmist. Have you ever been at the beach, like in the waves, and have a wave knock you over, right? So you're like body surfing, or you're like maybe on some kind of boogie board, you're out there, right? You're out there in the waves, and things are going great, and a big wave hits you, and you spin upside down, and the water goes up your nose, and it burns. You know what I'm talking about, that horrible feeling? You're, you're discombobulated. Where am I? What way's up? And then you find your way up. So somehow, at the same time, the psalmist is saying, you know, this is happening in life, but God buoys me and mysteriously just lifts me up when it doesn't make sense. I remember that because God's love is steadfast. Lament and psalms have kind of a pattern. There's plenty of them in the psalms or some other in like Lamentations, the book of Lamentations, that is. There's like... Um, Usually there's naming something honestly, like a complaint. God, this is so hard. Why is this happening? And then there's a petition. God, help me find hope again. And then there's some type of resolution. And sometimes it goes back and forth like this psalm. The resolution we see is, God, I know your love is steadfast. I know you won't leave me. I have this memory of you lifting me up. I know you're going to lift me up again. Even if I don't have data 
right yet that proves that. Even if I can't see the signs right now that you're going to lift me up, I name this in faith. What did you read, Dolores and Romans? If you don't see it, is it really faith? Right? Sometimes we don't see the hope yet. And so we have that hope we have as we name it. We know God is steadfast. We know that. When we turn away and our love fails, God's love remains steadfast. We'll say that in about 10 minutes in the great Thanksgiving. So the psalmist goes back to that and says, you know, God's with me at night. Then I say the most honest thing here, perhaps, why have you forgotten me? The psalmist feels like God has forgotten that person. You know, God, you're doing all this other stuff. You forgot about little old me. You forgot about me. The psalmist is honest. God, why have you forgotten me? Why does this happen to me? And then the Psalter goes on. Why are you cast down? But ends on that solid ground. Hope in God, for I shall praise him again. Hope in God, for I shall praise him again. I believe there's seasons we may find ourselves in where we don't see the hope, we don't see the data, and we're frustrated and we're sad. And naming that sadness before God can lead to healing, can lead to hope, can lead to that buoy when the wave and billows goes over us and we're scattered. It can help. It does help. That's why the Psalms are full of this. We call it kind of, in people of faith, we might call it wrestling with God. There's a story in the Old Testament of this person who wrestled with God. You know, Jacob wrestled with this angel at night. He was seeking this blessing and he wrestled all night to receive it. Sometimes prayer life can be like, God, here's what's going on. I don't understand. Help me. I trust you. But this is going bad. It's like a wrestling match. Somebody told me that song was like a tennis match, you know, hitting the ball back and forth. I got to have faith in you, but I don't know this is going on but I trust you, I don't feel it right now. It's back and forth. Wrestle with God. A lament psalm is pretty much saying, this is how I feel. I'm sad, I'm grieving this, and I wanna feel your presence in this story because you promised never to leave me. That's what lament psalms teach us. If you don't see the hope, have the faith that you will see it soon. Name it before God. God, I love to see your face again. For the rest of Lent, we're going to do something different after the sermon. During the music and meditation that Alan plays for us, we're going to use this time to just pray where you are. Just pray in your seats. For this time, it'll just be a moment of silence and meditation. And I invite you to pray. Pray a psalm of lament. Name God, here's something that I'm grieving. Here's something I'm working through. Here's a place of my despair. Can you come into the story? I invite you to have that prayer during this time this morning.